Warning, this is a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. It's May 3rd, this is episode 8, and in this episode of the podcast, we will be covering some of the latest news, discussing 3D Movie Maker, and much, much more. Good morning, afternoon, night. My name is Nick, and today I'm joined by Morgan. Yo. Gwen. Hey. And Eli. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. How's it going, everyone? Uh, what have you guys been playing? Gwen, what are you, what are you playing? Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. And because we went over in a retro minute, had to go back and play some Sims. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so played some Sims 4, got super sucked into that. Um, stayed up super late last night. <laughs> That's probably why I stopped playing it. Actually, because <laughs> I would just stay up too late on a work night. <laughs> you you liking it? Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what to do there. <laughs> I guess it's a good sign that you're still playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Maybe she she might be rolling her eyes. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll find out next week, folks. Yeah, no and, and from Gwen. what what I, what I wanted to know is how Gwen's doing. You know, we kind of skipped over that, didn't we? How you doing, Gwen? Oh, oh, I'm good. <laughs> a little tired because of my late night with The Sims Four last night. But when you say <laughs> when you say late night, I'm thinking like three or four in the morning. That's late oh, night. No. Okay. No, it was like one o'clock though, oh, and I had to be up at like 7 30 to get ready for work and everything so that is that is a late night that's that's fair yeah yeah we do that with our yeah. kids all the time actually i mean not we don't make them stay up we stay up too late and then we're like oh that was a mistake and it happens every night <laughs> 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 yeah it's kind of the same pattern uh what about you nick how are you doing and uh what's your plan I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, I've taken a little bit of a uh, break from Elden Ring for the last oh, couple of days. What? <laughs> uh, I've been playing. A, I've been playing a lot of homework, getting a, a lot of uh, time put in on a Fire Emblem Dating Simulator. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's fair. Discovered the new levels of that game. So. It's kind of it's kind of went up and down so far. Like how I've been playing it, I didn't really care for it at first, and then liked it, and then wait, kind wait, of wait, down. Wait, 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 because the dating part is a big part of the game, which you don't really, no one ever tells you that. Crom uh, uh, just uh, married some random person he's never met before, it seems like. <laughs> That's a massive spoiler, though. Okay. Like, I can't believe I wrote the whole like, plot of the game. Yeah, someone is like, oh my goodness, I didn't know. And look what you've done. <laughs> no, yeah. If you're if you're playing that game, hook Crom up with somebody you want him to be with, so he's not. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, that is that's yeah. How about you, Eli? What have you been playing? Unless um, unless Nick has something else he wanted to add, other than another game. No, nah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm doing fine, babe. Yeah. I'm doing fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. That's good. That's good. Uh, I've kind of been playing the same games that I've been playing like the week before. Um, Elden Ring, Frostbunk, Rocket League. Um, so not too much new there. And then I, but I just start Triangle Strategy over again just to get the alternate story on that game. Got I one, even extra, finished it one yet, different so. path so far. Have you? Well, near the beginning, there's like oh. two different places you can go to. Oh, yeah. And so I went the other way. Um, that was fun. Is is triangle strategy a lot like Fire Emblem then? Like Similar. the sort of I don't know, the moon, maneuvering around a board or whatever when you're fighting? Yeah. Mm, kind of. But, with, but without like the turn-based stuff, well, they, even though that doesn't really mean anything in that game. Yeah, no. Like it pops up. Yeah, yeah. 
So I guess some of the differences are it goes like character by character. Instead so of So it team can be like team. enemy, then your turn, then, you know, kind of that way. Instead of Fire Emblem has all of one team go and then all of the enemy go. Um, right. I don't know how they base it in triangle strategy. Is it based off of initiative, like movement speed? I, I, I'm not sure how they decide who goes next, but it's... It, it, it kind of seems like a, like a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics then, in that way. Some, yeah. yeah. It's based on like your, your speed or whatever. And then each character kind of just cycles and you can have characters that have more turns than other people. I don't know if it's like that or not, but... Yeah, and yeah. sometimes there are special moves that allow you to to bump someone up in in turn order or whatever, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. No, it's really fun. I, I would say it's slower than Fire Emblem Two, though. Yes. Um, like uh, Triangle Strategy just has like a lot of reading, whereas I don't think you have as much with Fire Emblem. At the beginning of Fire Emblem, there's like it is a little bit slower with just like movies and cutscenes and stuff that you watch, but like it doesn't continue that way. And I feel like <laughs> Triangle Strategy kind of does. I feel like this is a is very the- common uh, thing to bring up that Triangle Strategy is so word heavy it's like why are there so many dialogues and and cutscenes and oh my word yeah it's just like we will always bring this up because i honestly think it is a major downfall for the game as fun and awesome as it is it is a major flaw in my opinion is most of the dialogue furthering the plot at least i mean yeah that's because it looks a lot of the stuff in fire emblem they're just talking just to talk it seems like for a lot of it there's conversations that mean nothing well, that's true. And then it's it's always just two faces, just like a visual novel or whatever. And it's just that's all that's the entire storytelling is like that, essentially, other than a few cutscenes that you actually see. Yeah. No, I think um, most of the conversation in Triangle Strategy is definitely to further the story, but it just takes a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like fluff in there, too, though. Like there's a lot of stuff that could be cut down to you. Gotcha. But not so much like irrelevant stuff, more just so like extra information that you could want to know. And I shouldn't say that to take away from it. Mm -hmm. I played through the whole game and I really, really enjoyed it. And obviously he did because he's replaying it again. Yeah. But it's like a book, really. I just had to treat it like a book after a while. Gotcha. How long does each battle take approximately? I I feel like the battles themselves are definitely one of the best parts of the game. And they're not too long. I would say like 20, 30 minutes, maybe. For a battle unless you're in a really hard one and then it's like let's try to do this one shot in an hour because you try not to kill everyone i was you just have to keep w- at least one character alive in this specific battle and i got to the end of the battle and i only had my my hawk rider what i don't even know what she's called but she was the only one alive everyone else had died and it was her and the mega boss that i barely missed by like one space killing in this monster fire thing trap that you can set off and so it's me and my and and her and she can't hit me because she doesn't have range and i have range and so i'm doing like 10 damage to her and she's got like 400 health and it took like 20 minutes to take her out like just me hitting her over and over and over again is there a permadeath in that game no there's not permadeath in triangle strategy so nope oh that's good yeah for having everybody on your team die Mm mm-hmm what are you, Morgan? Uh, how are you doing, and what are you playing? I'm good. Uh, thank you for asking. I have been playing a lot of the same stuff too. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. I've been doing a couple scenarios that I've never gotten to because I didn't. <laughs> I was young enough when I first played the game that I didn't realize as you finished earlier scenarios, it slowly un- unlocks later ones. Um, I-, I never saw them or something. I don't know. Um, been playing Don't Starve Together. Uh, I actually had to email, I don't know how you say the company's name, Klee, Klee, K-L-E-I, the makers of Don't Starve Together, because there was a bug that kept crashing my game. I couldn't make any progress. It wouldn't let me get to a single, like a single day further because uh, it would just crash very, continually. Very dangerous bug. It was <laughs> a horrible bug. It's like um, a spider. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, terrible. And I... So I emailed them, letting them know about the situation. I sent a screenshot and multiple other people commented on my thing and they said they had fixed it and would update it in the next patch or whatever they do. And the next day I had it back and I was like really impressed because I didn't think the company was that big and that responsive. They were very responsive. I'm impressed. Kudos to however you say the name. Clay, Clay, Clay. 
Clay. Clay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. That was it. Basically this week. Been pretty chill. All right, cool. Um, well, with that, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Um, so some of the biggest news for the week, um, Embracer Group uh, buys Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Um, we were planning on jumping in on that acquisition, but just missed out, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we were gonna, you know what Embracer Group kind of reminds me of? It's, it reminds me of uh, Lotso Bear from Toy Story 3. Looks cute at first, sounds cute. <laughs> He's actually evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're just like the evil empire. It kind of seems like they're buying up everything. Although I, I don't know if they've done anything evil yet, but they're <laughs> buying. No, up that's just what it feels like. Yeah, but a lot of different groups, not, or people, or companies, whatever, are buying up other gaming things right now. They're it's, they're just scary because trend. they're they're an unknown thing that's so big, and they're not really doing anything with anything yet. They're just buying everyone. Just turning into this massive thing. So with that, yeah, with the acquisition, they got Tomb Raider. Um, what else did they get? I'm trying to think. Tomb Raider. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> Tomb Raider. No, uh, I think they did the uh, the Avengers game. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, I think it was, got that one. It was. I think it was like a more than a thousand new employees, and I think Embracer Group's now at like twelve thousand employees, something like strong. It's it's a big a big place. Yeah, it's it, kind of weird when you see a number like three hundred million dollars. You're like, oh, that's not too bad. That's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap <laughs> compared to all the ones compared to all the ones we've seen recently. Yeah, I mean with, that's uh, that's what we thought anyway. I, we understand. Yeah. We understand that everyone comes from different, you know, economic backgrounds. But that's just what we thought. That's why we didn't pick them up. We're like, I don't know if this is worth it. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little bit Only too cheap. You know, million. you kind of you kind of worry about those companies that are a little bit too cheap to buy. You know, like is there something <laughs> wrong here? You know, um, what do you think about this? Though, I mean, we're seeing more and more acquisitions from like. Oh, I think maybe Solo something asked a question about this later in our community questions. So we'll wait till that and we'll we'll get to it later. Um, okay, so we'll skip on to the next part of the that news. It would have been a good segue, but we can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also doesn't ask about it either. So oh, he, doesn't, <laughs> no, he, did ask no, he might have mentioned it in the in the He, he mentioned something earlier. about it. But uh, okay. no, yeah, it's an interesting thing because what it's what seems to be happening is that Square is selling off. Uh, their American studios and trying to maybe position themselves to be a more appealing acquisition for somebody else, maybe a Microsoft or a Sony. And that seems like that's what's going to happen next. We just don't know when or, but yeah. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the big number one. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. What do you think about um, just game companies in general being bought by other, you know, bigger companies like, Sony acquiring people, Microsoft uh, acquiring people, Nintendo. No, just kidding. <laughs> They're not doing anything. But yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear the ladies' thoughts. Like, is there? They're not really following the news as much, and I'm, I'm just curious as from outside, maybe a somewhat outside perspective, what they feel like. Uh, just like only a handful of companies owning everything. Do you want to go first, Quinn? <laughs> I I don't really know that I have any thoughts about it. Um, I guess as long as the games are still available to on all platforms, I guess that they were already available on. Um, I guess I don't know. I mean, from previous acquisitions that we've seen, though, where Microsoft bought Bethesda, uh -huh. um, that that news story is coming up next after this, I guess a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, Starfield is probably one of their biggest games that's coming out later this year, and it's not going to be on PlayStation. So, yeah, and I think it's, we've seen. I think we've seen the same thing from PlayStation too. Like, if they're going to buy a studio, it's going to be for yeah, a PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Um, well, not necess not necessarily though, because they bought Bungie, and from everything we've seen so far, uh, Destiny Two is still going to be on all platforms. That was their big one that they just bought recently. So. 
Yeah, but I, do you know I, if do you know if like future games are going to be on other platforms? Because if they've already made a promise work? earlier on, oh, we're gonna, we already said we were gonna release this on the, on all platforms, and then we acquired it after that promise was made. I think the same, a very similar thing happened with the next Elder Scrolls, wasn't it? They they promised that it would be. Um, Oh, no, they didn't. Not the next Elder Scrolls, oh, but I know Microsoft right. said some other games they said already were going to come to other platforms are going to come to other they platforms. They kept that. Some of those agreements that were already in place, but for future releases, it, I think it makes sense for them to keep it as exclusives. Uh, I'm always concerned when, um, when a company, when anything, any company, whether it's in gaming or something else, buys out another company, a smaller company, because I think a monopoly or a the form of monopoly in, in any industry is a bad idea it becomes less competitive it becomes uh more of a money maker it is less user-friendly it's less uh, not user-friendly i meant consumer-friendly maybe uh, in general i think it tends to be a bad thing if it gets out of control so i'm i'm honestly as a very uh amateur person in this field of gaming and news and stuff i would f- i feel like this is like a not super great thing i d- i mean i don't like it is what i mean i think it's it could be really bad in if this continues yeah. if this pattern continues and i kind of worry ab- about a company like nintendo that's historically not had great third party support but they finally started getting it with the switch a little bit more i feel like um so i worry about a company like them like they're finally getting third party support but then you know, one of the other companies, Microsoft or Sony, buy Square, and then all of a sudden, games like Triangle Strategy or Octopath Traveler are not on the Switch anymore. I feel like that's going to hurt them, you know? I know Nintendo does great with their first-party stuff, and they've done that for a long time, right. but it definitely helps them to have extra third-party support. So I, I do uh, wonder about that. Do you think that if Sony does buy the rest of Square... Do you think those other games, uh, those other Square games that were on Nintendo consoles, do you think those will come over to PlayStation in some form? Or do you think they'll keep them going on like the Nintendo Switch? I mean, I feel like they'd be missing out if they didn't continue putting it out on a Switch and or whatever the system is. And they could switch it to their own console, too, I guess, because I mean, it's just more opportunities for, I mean, business, right? Yeah, but I think historically for a company like Square... Like, they had a lot of exclusive games that launched only on the PlayStation. Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10. I think those are only PlayStation. I don't know which other ones as well. 12. Even their upcoming ones are like that, too. Final Fantasy 16 is a PlayStation exclusive, I'm pretty sure. And Forspoken. That are both... Are, that are both I think Forspoken comes out later this year and Final Fantasy next year. So, and even Final Fantasy... Uh, was Final Fantasy 7 Remake? Was that also PlayStation exclusive? It was a timed exclusive, I think, for a year. No, okay. What does that mean? So it was on PlayStation only for a year, and then it could go to other consoles. What's the point of that? I don't understand. Uh, just because if people have to wait, then they'll buy it on the a first console it comes out on. <laughs> hmm. Usually how, how that works. So yeah, and usually like... Doing on the other console? Like well, at that point, mean? is it even worth yeah, it later? Yeah, I mean, there's always people that'll hold out to you and just wait till it gets to their console or weren't planning on playing it until it gets to their console too. Like, isn't the company losing money that way if they're, they've they designed it for PlayStation 5 or whatever and then, oh, we're also going to let be released to all these other consoles now, but like, we're only going to... Not as many people are going to buy it, so it's only going to sell like 50,000 copies on XYZ consoles as opposed to if we'd only done it on PlayStation we could have had all these other sales going towards this console. No. Well, usually PlayStation is the one that uh, jumps ahead and says, I'm going to make this deal so that we can have this great game on, on our system for a limited amount of time. That way it helps them money-wise. Hmm. Yeah, and usually when they do deals like that too, they're they're usually bigger games that they're at. they're putting a whole bunch of marketing behind it too. So they're promoting this game a lot and paying the company for it for the rights to have the exclusive of that so they can make more money during that initial year or whatever. Okay. Just to they, did, they had a lot of those kind of deals with like Call of Duty for the last decade or whatever. Yeah, I do. I do find it all interesting though. Um, and I think there's definitely more to talk about in that conversation that we'll probably bring up again as another acquisition takes place. Um, <laughs> But for now, we'll jump into the next segment that we have. Not the next segment, but the next news piece. Um, And that is, there is an Xbox and Bethesda game showcase set for June 12th. 
2022. Um, games that are expected to be there are Starfield, which we talked about a little bit, kind of their big Skyrim and space game, um, Redfall, and more. Redfall is the, uh, is that the vampire one? It's like a co-op vampire game. Yeah. But I haven't seen too much on it. Do you remember anything about it? Not too much about it, honestly. I do remember, like, the the trailers of it. Um, yeah, it seems very, like, you know, good-looking graphics-wise. Kind of, like, a uh, little edgy, though, I would say. Like, it's a vampire game that's, like, I don't edgy, know. like what? Like, pushing the boundaries. Like lots twi- of gore. Like Twilight. Like, <laughs> yeah, like <Exactly>. Twilight. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Depends on which edge you're going on. <laughs> Edgy for us, I guess we should say, because like yeah, we're not really into sparkle. all the, the <laughs> we're not really into all the gore and and stuff like that. So it's like it doesn't, I would that is too kind of fan servicey, honestly. Is that can I say fan servicey if it's for gore and like blood and stuff? Yeah, I think is you that can. Still, yeah, like I I don't think that's how you normally say it, but I think you can say it because you're a free person and this is the, <laughs> I'm just the United I'm using States of America. It right. that's all I'm <laughs> like typically, I no, think as like. You know, in in like I'm thinking like Xenoblade Chronicles, like a lot of the outfits on the women were very fan servicey, and so that's like what I'm thinking. Like, can I use that for violent gaming too? Does like that work? Does the definition apply? I think you can. I think you can okay. say it. I, I believe. No, just kidding. Thanks. But no, I think that. Works. <laughs> backing me up. I'm um, an idiot. That's okay though. <laughs> anyway, and then next, yeah, we have Modern Warfare Two was announced again. This is a different game than the last one with the same title. Uh, Nick and Gwen, can you fill us in a little bit? So Modern Warfare 2, like as far as I can tell, exactly the same title as a game that came out more than 10 years ago. Like, uh, And the, their naming conventions are, are really great. This, this, is, this has been a predictable story uh, um, for a while now. It's been the long-rumored. It's, it's the sequel to the, what is it, 2018 game, Modern Warfare. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just interesting how they, they're just kind of just remaking essentially decade-old games. Like, they're not they're not the same games, but they're just like a reimagining of it. But it's interesting. It'll probably bring some excitement to it, I guess, that the last couple entries haven't had. So, I don't know. Cool. All right. Well, let's also talk about some new game releases. So on the PlayStation, uh, excuse me, on the PlayStation Plus games, um, I guess actually that worked, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, FIFA 22, um, one of them, sorry, I'm off, okay. FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, Curse of the Dead Gods. I haven't heard of that last one. What's that last one? I haven't really heard of it either, but I think, is that like a roguelike game, Curse of the Dead Gods? I think it's like a roguelike diablo style game um i downloaded and i played it for like five seconds on accident because i was trying to play the other <laughs> game that we'll get to later <laughs> nice okay and then also um this is your last chance to download persona 5 from the playstation plus um P- playstation plus 11th it says add the game to your game library before then to continue to access it while you have an active playstation plus yeah i know that one is highly rated so probably a good idea <laughs> to just claim it ahead of time if you haven't yet um and if you have an active playstation plus subscription to claim that um i remember one of these games uh tribes of medgar you tried to get us to buy like a year ago and this game is not super expensive like 20 bucks but i'm so glad we waited because now we didn't have to spend <laughs> that 20 bucks uh <laughs> no it, it, this one actually does look fun like morgan and i are fans of diablo and those style of games yeah. And so that one, I, I feel like it'll be a fun one to pick up and play. Hopefully with you guys sometime. Hopefully it's not it's not, nec- it's not necessarily like, uh, why, because you spent zero dollars on it? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, it's more of like a tower defense game. And there's not like the exploration part that you necessarily get from Diablo. Oh, man. Okay. Already a massive disappointment. <laughs> It, it's it's a lot of it's honestly a lot more like uh, it feels to me a lot more like uh, don't starve or something okay in the way that you play it whatever maybe diablo to, needs don't starve you're just trying to rope morgan back into this <laughs> is it, <laughs> like, are, are we talking like maybe warcraft like world of warcraft or anything like that like it's not an mmo or anything no no that, okay never mind 
like Warcraft 3? Is that what you're kind of thinking of I'm instead? Sorry, I'm just thinking of this particular mode on Warcraft, so never mind. It's a bad example. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. I mean, essentially what the game is, you play as like a, a Viking from an isometric, like Diablo-style perspective, mm-hmm. and you uh, stop enemies from defeating your little, I don't know, tree. Essentially, it's like a little tiny town. Oh, Yeah. And then uh, every few days, giants will walk slowly up to the thing, and you have to be prepared to stop them and run out and kill them or whatever. Oh. But it kind of sounds fun. It, it's a really good game. We yeah, should definitely play it. Sounds good. Well, moving on to PlayStation Now games, we have. I'm not going to say this right. Good luck. Oh, <laughs> I'm the like ultimate. Okay, making fun of Eli that one time. Um, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Careful. I know. I almost. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Naruto Shippuden? Shippuden? Yeah, that, that translates to ship pudding in Japanese. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 is is the. After the colon. Um, then we have the Soul Calibur 6. That's 6, right? And then Blasphemous. Those are. So Blasphemous is that other game. Have you guys heard of this game or seen it? Uh, this hyper gore stuff is. Probably not going to be that interesting or interest like that exciting for you, Morgan. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a weird kind of like stylistic gore. I don't know if that matters. It looks kind of like a Dead Cells type thing. It's a lot slower paced than that, but uh, and a really cool style. I haven't got to play too much of it yet, but yeah, I'm looking forward to play more of it. Well, you watched me play Dead Dead Cells. I think that was just fine. That was fine. Though. I almost don't even remember the gore in that game. Is there a lot of gore? No, <laughs> stylistic, I think. I mean, yeah, if it's, I don't know. And it's mostly like not, not humans. Not exceptions or anything. But. And this is not a particular realistic game, but you were uh, dismembering people and all sorts of gore splattering everywhere. You put a spiky helmet on your head, I think. Oh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. like headbutting people with that. Why yeah. did I, why is that the first? And it's like a really, it's, it's like a really uh, dark, twisted, like aesthetic as well. So that. That changed a little bit from Dead Cells. It was kind of more of a generic uh, feel, I guess. Yeah. Have you played any of like the more recent Soul Calibur games? I feel like I haven't played any since like the like Dreamcast. I think I played one. I don't I know what system it's been too. Long. Yeah, the only ones I really played were like in the arcade, and it had like Voldo always there. I always remember seeing him, and he was so cool looking. I just remember the. That's one that all had, I remember. I just remember the one that had Zelda in it. Or dang it, the one that oh, what a gamer! The one that link in it. They'll never let you play as Zelda. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. In I'm that a too. little disappointed in you. Too. No, I meant that you could play as Zelda. Oh yeah. No, uh, no I played. I played Soul Calibur. I don't remember which one it was, but it was. It wasn't that long ago on like my my brother's system, I think. But it was fun. It was just a long time ago. Anyway, okay. Moving on. Xbox Game Pass games this week. We have Loot River um, coming out today, actually. Uh, Citizen Sleeper is coming out on the 5th. And then Trek to Yomi. Yami. Forgive my pronunciation. I'm so sorry. Also on You're May right, 5th, the first one. Yomi. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and those are all coming out on console and PC. No, that's not true. Citizen Sleeper is only coming out on console. So. <laughs> oh, got him. <'em>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, with that awkward pause, it's time for an ad break. (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by the Barely Standing Clinic. The Barely Standing Clinic provides the absolute best in sports massage. The benefits of massage are extraordinary. Like, good stuff, I swear. But I don't want to forget because, quite frankly, it's a little embarrassing. Remember, when you're barely standing, the Barely Clinic is here to help. Call 1-800-THE-BEAR today. Um, this is an ad that I remember, that I made at some point. It has a pamphlet and everything. I'll post it on the Discord. I don't remember (laughs) making it. I I don't remember why I made it, but I I was in massage therapy school at some point, so it's possible I made it then. But, uh, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Disclaimer, all of our ads are real. All, this all is very them. real. All of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you again to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to our sponsors. <laughs> oh, what's that? It looks like it's time for a retro minute. 
<laughs> it's 3D Movie Maker. What's up, oh, Rob? Man, I love, I love cheesecake. <laughs> what? We just Wait, both quoted 3D Movie Maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, Gwen and I are not familiar with this at all, but Eli and Nick are, so they will be taking over this entire segment here. Yeah, so we'll have to explain the game to to Morgan and Gwen and to the rest of the listeners who haven't played this game before. Um, so this game was made in like 1995? I don't know. 1995, something around that. In the 1990s. In the 1990s, this game was made. Just be safe. <laughs> and uh, this is a game where you could make movies and you could voice different characters and get them to act, act out things and the way that the game was designed it really wasn't like a great game but you could kind of like do a lot of things to make the game better like you could make your character like jump from frame to frame to get them to walk faster and to get them to run really fast and to get like crazy things in your in your scene um and so it actually ended up being like a pretty pretty good game like That's they so could funny. you're like saying that you're like it wasn't a great game but now you're like it was a pretty great game well the, a- the aspect of playing it is not the good part what you're able to do with it is the fun part yeah because like normally like you could make people like walk across the screen and i know i explained this a little bit already and you could like drag them but then in your movie like these people would be walking like negative one mile an hour like towards each other but what you could do and what a lot of like creators of these videos did is like take that character move them frame by frame so it actually looked like they were really walking or really running and you could just do all kinds of like crazy stuff like it almost became like a sandbox for like um movie creators i guess in video game format and so i think it worked out really well and it actually had a a really popular uh online community that i am still part of um even now do you have the uh, games though uh maybe <laughs> no i haven't played the game in 15 years at least um but it's not it's not really even a game i'd say it's much it's more of like a movie making program essentially um but yeah it's a really good game i may end up doing like <laughs> making a lot of pictures uh and just other weird, random things. I can post. I can post some screenshots that I have of things that I've made in the game. But yeah, it was a really, really good, really good, really. Uh, yeah, Pretty you said program. it. Pretty yeah, you said it wasn't a game, and then you're like, yeah, but no. it's a really good game. Right after that, <laughs> and, and I kind of, I kind of agree with you on that too. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. Like it really became like a good like game only because of that community behind it. I feel like, and because of like all the different things you could do with it. Um, I remember you like participating in like events that that community would do. Like I, I remember one they had like a body count, <laughs> like yep, yep. competition definitely, where you had to like, you have the characters in game and you, it basically just it's had gonna to sound bad when he explains what yeah, this is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all like kind of cartoony kind of, um, but you basically like in these competitions, you had to like kill off as many of your characters as you could in the shortest amount of time. <laughs> okay. And the most creative, the creative amount of time, a creative amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing, but. And yeah, they basically just held competitions and whoever did the best at that got nothing but satisfaction, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, and that, I would say that game's that game's actually a lot like Rocket League in the sense that they're the skill ceiling on that game is ridiculously high. <laughs> it's kind of- the stuff you, the stuff that you can that people make uh, ten years after the game came out, you would never guess that it came out, it would come out of that game. It doesn't make any sense how people yeah. make things. Yeah, it really doesn't. But I do think they did have some good things in it, like the voice acting that you could do in the game was really fun, like. Not not something that many video games have, where you can make your own voices for characters. So that's pretty. Yeah, cool. they would. People would hire voice actors uh, for nothing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gwen's actually done voice <laughs> acting. She had a. She's had bigger bigger roles in movies than I have. Do you remember what you played? No, I don't remember. Oh, uh, she played a character in a movie, Satanic. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, a movie that somebody made that's based off of some graphic novel or something. But uh, <laughs> That's legit. Yeah, she, had a, she had a leading role in that. That's fun. Huh. That's awesome, Gwen. Like, seriously. 
I have no idea what I mean. I can guess what Satanic is about, but but that's it, cool, it's actually not a. It, I don't think the devil's even in that movie. I don't know what it's about. I can't remember. It's been a long time since so I saw it. But <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, cool. Any other thoughts on three D yep. movie maker? I think that's a pretty good wrap up for it. I don't know. Yeah, they've officially not sold anyone on it. Yeah, so. I think so. We did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna look up stuff now and be like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> So I think we did our job. I think we did our job. Okay, so community questions. From Presto the Magnificent, we have, what's the best cover art for a game and the worst? So uh, what have, you, have you guys looked up any of this stuff or do you guys have any initial impressions? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. Yeah, I think, yeah, Eli's nodding his head. Yes, yes. Do you? Do you? My initial impression, the one that just stood out to me, is Final Fantasy VII. I've always really liked that cover. Um, I always thought it was really cool. The There's actually a picture right game. inside of the manual, too. Yeah. The, the original one. Um, there's another uh, one, a picture that's right inside of the cover that I like even more, though, too. It's clouds a little bit smaller, and just looking at the city, I really love that picture. But, yeah. Uh, what about you for, like, initial impressions? Once it jump out of you? I think the uh, Kingdom Hearts has a good one kingdom hearts 2 has a good cover <laughs> basing this off my memory and obviously you can tell it's not that great but if i remember right there's like the moon <laughs> there's like the moon in the background and you have like the main wow. characters like sora's like sitting there like holding his key and like looking up yeah and then you have like the rest of the characters almost like down beneath them almost like it's like a little mountain or something yeah something i, I remember that. but it looks nice I, I thought that was that was a good one if i remember right uh, other ones that i really liked were uh like the doom one uh is a really iconic cover and the duke nukem 3d one i like even more he's just shooting the gun down into a bunch of the aliens just gun up in the air that's an awesome looking one uh, the cover for Resistance, Fall of Man, is really sweet looking. It's really stylish. It's like just like a uh, a chimera skull on the ground. That one looks pretty sweet. That's so funny because when I was looking through some more game box art or whatever to get ideas, um, Doom felt so dated to me. Just looking at it, I was like, oh, man, who designed this? At the same time, though, I have to remember that there's a lot of nostalgia behind it. There's a lot of, like, I don't know. I... I don't relate to it, and I think it looks tacky. Forgive me. Uh, I know, but but I think that a lot of people are like, "This is this is sick. This is in a good way. <laughs> this is cool." <laughs> yeah. I, on the other hand, you- really, really enjoy super minimalistic cover art. I think things like that pop out more. Um, not to be a broken record or anything, but Skyrim, like the dragon design of the diamond that is just very uh it's simple they do it a million different ways with like lots of scenery in the dragon shape lots of different backgrounds and things but it's it's cool and it's simple and it's iconic um there are others that do that too um but skyrim was the first one that i thought i was like man that's like you will never have any questions about what that game is it's you see it and instantly you're like there it is it's skyrim cool game i played that like 100 million hours is that because of the logo or because it says skyrim in big letters on the front <laughs> the the logo the logo 100 <laughs> okay. the logo did you have any good words definitely that you could think of I, I totally agree with morgan and skyrim was on my list um and then i also really liked um heavy rain again the simple minimalistic um it's just an origami figure yeah i don't know there's just something about it that just kind of draws you in not sure what exactly but and it has to do with the game too because the main like antagonist of that game is called the origami killer and yeah no it's that's a really a really nice looking the protagonist uh, very artistic. no wait, wait. antagonist okay you said protagonist though i was like kind of freaking out like wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> like the main character is the bad guy like i mean that's cool i mean no, i know what happens in books and movies all the time but like i wasn't expecting it so i haven't played that one. and then there's also some uh I don't really hey, most of the like the really bad ones. I've never played those games, but other than I'll say one that's really bad and really good at the same time are the old Mega Man games. Uh, <laughs> all of those, so all of those are so bad and so good at the same time. They're <laughs> yeah. all like they look nothing like Mega Man. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, they're all like hand painted. Oh, beautiful. 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually also, I hate saying this because I think the game's trash, but I think the cover for at least the last two GTA games were really well designed. Like it, it, it gives you a really good taste of what's in the game. It's like it kind of comic book style. Cause it's, it's cut into the different, different shapes, like different, like um, picture blocks or whatever, but like fun angles. And, and it's like, I, I don't know, it's giving you a very clear idea of what's in the game and it's well designed and tasteful, like in a, in an art sense, <laughs> maybe not content sense, but like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like all the covers for those games. Yeah, they're all pretty cool looking. They're all you know, like immediately Grand Theft Auto as well. Like it's a style that they have for all their art, their box arts, and they all look really nice. Yeah, so, I mean you. not related. The they all come with they all come with really nice maps, just like Skyrim. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the next question, Gwen? Uh, from Monkey Thunder, are you guys trophy achievement hunters? What do you like or dislike about trophies in games? Can I go first? Can I go first? Yes. Okay. I am not a trophy hunter. I'm not. Because... She only has 28 platinums. <laughs> I probably have like one <laughs> platinum. <laughs> like, and it's like in a three-hour game probably. Um, no, I, don't, I do not enjoy trophy or achievement hunting because you run into games like XCOM 2, which I love that game, but in order to get platinum in that, you have to literally replay the game, which is a lot of time. Um, Probably like 10 times. And I'm sure many other games do that too. This is just the only one that I can think of off the top of my head because I really loved this game and I played, I replayed it multiple times. Um, Actually, I replayed it like four times, <laughs> like beginning to end. Um, and I, I love six it. more. You could have gotten a platinum. Right. I could have, but except you have to, you have to beat it on. I don't remember all the ratings, like um, difficulty levels. I mean, but you have to play on each rating. You have to beat. I can't even remember what all the trophies are for that game, but it's, it's just like in order to get platinum, you have to beat it so many different times. And it's, it's evil to force that in my opinion. <laughs> That's my thought. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I do enjoy trophies, but I never go out of my way to really get them, which is probably why I enjoy them. I just enjoy looking at them and kind of seeing like other players and like how many people have completed a specific trophy or things like that. And I like them as I kind of naturally pr- progress through the story. But again, same same thing with Morgan. Like I don't go out of my way to do it just because I don't want to like play a game more than four times or whatever. <laughs> if if I'm not enjoying the game or if I just, you know, if I'm doing it only for a trophy, it doesn't feel like I'm really doing it just for fun. So, but I do enjoy like the trophy system itself. Like I do enjoy like when a trophy pops up and I get something, then I like... It gives you the endorphin thing. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> it's kind of cool, you know, but I don't really go out of my are, way to do them. Are you going to go for that Elden Ring Platinum? Nope. I don't even know what it is, but nope. Yeah, I think like nine nine percent of the people already have it, so it's a really high percentage. Yeah, it's kind of the interesting yeah. things about Elden Ring or any of the Souls games is that they actually have really high percentage of people that do all, everything in those games. Like, really, just like a hardcore like percentage of people do everything. Probably they are not easy platinums either. Yeah, probably a lot of people too that just get like of infinity souls and just like go through the i actually imagine a high percentage of people that just see that to you get infinity souls somehow like some game breaking bug or something and then just go through the game like that i i imagine that to you what about you guys right what do you what do you think when um there are certain games like shorter games that i easily get wrapped up into trying to get that platinum um like if it's if it's super easy to achieve but then I also notice that it takes away the fun from the game for me because I'm, I'm just so driven in getting that that trophy. That doesn't necessarily mean not fun though. It, it takes away the fun for me it up, it because <laughs> right, and then and then you get frustrated at the game, and I don't know. So for me, it takes away the fun. So I don't intentionally usually go into a game being like, oh, I'm going to try to get all the trophies and get a platinum in this game. Um, If I happen to get a lot of trophies and I look and and I'm like, oh, I have five left, like might as well try for it. Then again, you get into that cycle of it's no longer fun and it's frustrating. And then and then it also gets you to the point of like looking into guides and walkthroughs, which 
It, it can spoil a lot. Again, it depends on the game. Like, I'm talking like, um, you know, I've tried for Platinum on that cat game, you know, where you you knock things over. Cat lateral damage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the games that I'm talking about. I'm not going into Skyrim trying to get the, the Platinum trophy. She got the Platinum trophy on Skyrim. <laughs> What is the plan I'm dropping for Skyrim? Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> and you also, uh, you got it on like those other smaller games too, like Maquette. You got it. And uh, We Were Here, you got that. Plan yeah, but those too. ones were like super Those are easy. tiny games. Yeah. yeah, those are tiny games and it was super easy. But yeah, I never intentionally go into a game being like, yes, platinum. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. You have more Platinums than I do. <laughs> I believe For, for me, it, it kind of depends on the game that I'm playing. Like a lot of the times, like when I went back to Skyrim this last year, because I'd never finished it before, I, and I finished it finally last year, and I went in with the thought of going to get the Platinum Trophy. When I went and I played 110 hours or something and got the Platinum Trophy on Skyrim last That's year. And uh and I got and I got pretty much 100% of the game completed. Um, but yeah, no, and, and I like getting the Platinum Trophy because then it's, I get the feeling of I'm done, which I don't necessarily get. Like most of my games, and I'm guessing Eli can probably attest to this too, when you're just playing a lot of different games, you finish none of them and you get like this, uh, the feeling of I didn't finish anything. What do you mean I can attest you, to this? <laughs> what do you mean? Because you, you do this all the time. You're playing like six games right now. <laughs> yeah no that's kind of true I, and some of them are, are gonna end up getting left behind that's just the way it works thank you monkey thunder for your question yeah that was a good one and last but not least solo something with what is some advice you would give nintendo moving forward with their next system so uh, for me i would i wouldn't give them any advice they're not gonna take it uh, they're all online right. still gonna be garbage it's you can't fix it whatever why is it always so bad like they're <laughs> such a huge company I think, I think it's getting better is like, it they did, is it really I don't yeah think they've it is. done nintendo switch online and are charging people for it now i think it is slowly getting <laughs> is better. it getting better because they're charging <laughs> that's why it's getting better <laughs> i mean they're they're investing more into it oh i should say goodness. they have more money to do something with it they better be oh my word like, um but yeah, no, I mean, their... I'm sure it is a bit better. What what it seems to be is that it it doesn't really matter what they do. People are going to buy their consoles. Uh, they're not even necessarily like uh, consumer first products. Their games never go on sale, and yet they're still in the the top ten and top twenty NPD games every single month. These games that are ten years old, it's ridiculous. They can just keep just printing money. That's what Nintendo's going to do. Now, hopefully, they do. Hopefully what they do is they just keep making weird stuff, weird Nintendo decisions. <laughs> and uh, and eventually one of them is just jackpot. <laughs> oh, a lot of them are jackpot. Like a lot of their first party stuff has been really good. I think we brought it up earlier in the show, but just like, you know, with more companies buying third party developers, I think that is something that Nintendo's going to have to worry about going forward just in, in general. But well, as far as different. What? Or it'll make them different, and and a lot of customers will be, will be like, you guys are awesome. Well, woohoo! Hail to the hero! <laughs> I think it just helps them to have some third party support. They're gonna do their own weird things anyway, but I think it definitely helps them to have some more third party support. I know with the Switch, they focus really on indie developers, and so I think we'll see that continue on with their next system. As far as their next system in general, and and what that what I would like to see. Um, Virtual Boy 2. Yeah, something like that. No, I was VR's thinking like coming a, back. I was thinking like a Switch that could like double as like a projector would be pretty cool. Like just an upgraded Switch that always is a projector, no matter where you have it, would be kind of cool. Not <laughs> just docked and not just... I, just red and black. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there have actually been like some companies that have made like 3D or not 3D projectors, but projectors like and a Switch dock that would look pretty cool. But I think if Nintendo could take their own spin on it, I think that's... As far as a console, I think that'd be pretty cool. What do you guys think is, as far as like a console would be a cool Nintendo console for the next gen? That's just Nintendo-ish. For a cool thing, this is like a like completely sci-fi thing. But instead of like making VR that you wear on your face, make it so it's like a, 
a, like a globe or something that projects in all directions, like all over all the walls. I think that would be sick. Do something like that. So you don't actually have to wear anything, but you can still see it. So it's like you feel like you're somewhere else. I don't know. You know, does that make any sense? Like Treasure Planet. Uh, Ooh, we're t- yeah. <laughs> we're talking about consoles here, Nick. Uh, <laughs> Isn't keep well, their last one's a handheld. So, I mean, I can make up whatever I want and call That's it a console. True. That's true. This is like a holodeck or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I want them to compete graphically with the other consoles so that they can get more like third party support. Um, but at the same time, I just want them to keep being Nintendo and doing weird things. Doing, don't do what anybody's expecting you to do. Well, now they will since we're expecting that. <laughs> we're expecting the unexpected. I wanted to bring back that heartbeat sensor, do something with that. What a great device that was. It was essentially like a, a like an oxygen monitor that you wore on your finger. And it's supposed to measure your heartbeat for gaming somehow, but it never actually came out. Well, I mean, they kind of you guys did that with, that? Oh, they did so that with like Ring Fit. They have a heartbeat tracker at the end of each workout. You can you can check your heartbeat. Yeah, does that but count? You, yeah, you don't get to wear it on your finger though. I mean, you put your finger <laughs> against it for yeah, however long. <laughs> I think the but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to come out with just more more ridiculous stuff. Yeah, same. As long okay. as it's kind of useful. Hmm. I agree. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for the show. Um, just want to thank you all for being good time listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, join us on Discord at Barely a Gaming Podcast. We have a link to the Discord in each episode. Uh, feel free to click on that. Uh, we did update it so you can actually click on it and get to the Discord now. <laughs> so that's an improvement. Thanks um, for being patient with us. <laughs> Episode eight, improving all the time. That's right. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter at BarelyAGP. Uh, feel free to submit questions to the show on Twitter as well. Again, that's at BarelyAGP. Um, or what a lot of people do is join us on the Discord and submit questions there. So if you've been interested in you know submitting questions and haven't known where to do it, those are good options. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. This has been a gaming podcast. Barely a gaming podcast. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Well, that sounded like a little croaky gremlin. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs>